Welcome everybody to the 10th episode of the Pokey Guardian podcast. My name is Taj from Pokey Taj YouTube channel and I'm here with Zachariah from Pokey Guardian. Hello everyone. And we're joined by our special guest today, Stephen from Playscape Games. Gotta catch them all everyone. <laughs> Welcome, Stephen. Thank you. Thank um, so, you. Yeah, well, yeah, Stephen is obviously, like I said, from Playscape Games, so he's going to give us some valuable insight on the episode today from his uh, perspective. Um, but we'll start with our usual. We'll talk about our card highlights. So let's start with you, Zachariah. Anything that you've acquired since the last episode? Oh, it's uh, been a very busy days for me. <laughs> There's one highlight uh, I personally really like is I opened a, a Shining Fates Elite Trainer Box on Pokemon Day and I managed to pull Skylar Full Art from it as well as Ooh. Eternatus Gold Card. So, at the VMAX. You can't sorry. go wrong with that. Two amazing yeah. hits. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. I won't forget that, uh, that uh, pull because it's a very special day, you know, uh, Pokemon Day last week. It's really nice. I really like it. Uh, besides that, um, I completed uh, the Dream League Lily page. I have a nine uh, Dream League and Cosmic Eclipse. Lily nice. Full Arts. Lily's Full Force. And uh, yeah, I'm really uh, enjoying it. Yeah, and there are some other cards I will absolutely forget right now, but these are the main highlights for me and you guys. How about yourself, Stephen? Have you picked up anything recently for your personal collection? Yeah, it's hard to think of things like in the past week, but in, in I would say in the last month or so, there's, there's been a couple of highlights. So um, I bought the Kanazawa special box when the Pokemon Center Kanazawa opened up in Japan, like I think it was early December, rough, roughly that time. Yep. I, I, managed to, I managed to get the special box, which is just, even, even with the small reprint, it's still over like $400 for the box, which is absolutely crazy because demand for it. Yeah. And most people don't realize that they, they see the Pikachu, um, the, I think it's 144 promo that has the logo on it, yep. the Kanazawa's Pikachu. They see that and they, they think, oh, that's, you know, that's, that's the card. That's, you know, that's the main card. But the box itself, a lot of people kind of gloss over the fact that, you know, they, you've got those three special promos that are in the, in the Kanazawa box, um, Sobble Milotic and the, the other Pikachu and the, um, the Pikachu is actually, even though it's the same artwork, it's it's a reverse hollow, and it's actually a different uh, it's a different set number. So the the set the one with the stamps one four four, and the the reverse hollow one from the box is one four seven. And um, I love that for 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 a number of reasons. I, I've got that Pikachu, but one four seven is a maximum break and snooker, which I absolutely love. So that's just like it's one of my favorite <laughs> sports. So I love love the one four seven, but. Um, I got I got it PSA graded when I opened my box, and um, I sent it off on quite a quick turnaround with PSA. And uh, it turns yep. out that when I got it back, it was the very first copy to get graded. So, um, so oh, I, I have the very I have the very first you know Kanazawa's Pikachu one four seven reverse holo. And I was originally planning to sell it, but I didn't realize it was going to be the very first one. So, I think I'm probably probably going to keep it in my collection. It's only a PSA nine, but it's still the first ever one graded. So, very happy with that. Oh, that's a fantastic story. Yeah, and as you say, the can it's it's unusual that Kanazawa box in normal times wouldn't have been sold out so quickly, I think. Mm -hmm. But um in current times, this is like the most high demand um box I think I've ever seen for a Pokemon Center opening. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy. And even just a regular promo itself is going for a ridiculous amount. 
um, considering that you could normally pick up those Pokemon Center promos for about a tenth, if if a twentieth of what the kind of are. Absolutely, um, around five dollars. I think I think yeah. the one for four is around fifty plus dollars now. It's it's gone crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely gone mental. I think people are looking at limited print items, especially mm-hmm. with a Pikachu on it, and um, yeah going crazy but amazing that's very lucky for you to have got that um and i think zachariah's got one arrived today as well didn't you yes <laughs> and <laughs> so, i got another one coming soon yes. as well so you were lucky to get in on those uh, reprints uh yeah. which i missed out on but yeah um myself i focused on um shining fates as soon as it came out as as most of the listeners would know i'm a very keen full art supporter collector and i've got a hundred percent collection of the english cards and about 98 percent collection of all the japanese ones i've missed out on the super expensive promo ones which i should have got earlier i didn't mass royale being one of them yeah and obviously (laughs) the the two from the team rocket briefcase Mm -hmm. and um obviously the battle (laughs) the reprints of lily and acerola i was lucky to get the guzma but um, nice yeah, so there's, so there's a few of those I'm missing. And um, Lily from SM4 Plus is missing from my collection, which I did purchase, but went missing in, in the post and got refunded. But by the time I got refunded, it had gone up to about $2,000, which was way out of my oh, wow. budget. <laughs> so yeah, so my aim was to make sure I quickly got all those full art supporters. So I've got every single one from Shining Fates now, um, which I'm happy about because there weren't any rainbow hyper res, which is great. Ab- so it's absolutely. just Absolutely. Yeah, and Marnie's not in the set, which has obviously saved me quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that 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 got that out of the way nice and early. So I'm happy with that. Now I've just got to focus on the battle style ones um, when they come out. So there'll be six of those and six of the rainbows to collect. But for now, I'm on 100 percent again for officially released sets. So I'm happy. Do you with that. do you have them, but the both all of the set ones in English and Japanese? Yes, yes. Wow, so, that's, uh, that's it's, it's been my passion since. So yeah, it's yep. been my passion since I started collecting about four years ago, and um, as Zachariah knows, um, I've I've been on a mission, especially with the Japanese ones, to get them as quickly as I can. And I think I I yeah. got in at the right time as far as collecting was concerned. Had I have started yeah. a little bit later, um, mm-hmm. I'd be nowhere near the collection I've got. So I'm very fortunate I started when I did. Um, and I, yeah, I made the right purchases at the right times. And I got lucky on a few cards as well. There's just some that I found, you know, as you do, being you, you'll, you guys will both know as well. And most collectors who listen to this podcast that sometimes you just find the right card for the right price on eBay or on Trollentoad or one of these sites that somebody else might have just skimmed over and not realized it was there. So, yeah, so it's uh, had, a, had a bit yeah. of luck along the way as well. Nice. Okay, we're going to move on now, and we're going to just speak to Stephen for a little while. And tell, just, Stephen, if you just give us a bit of background about um, Playscape Games, your role with Play, Playscape Games, and a bit about yourself as well, just tell the um, listeners um, your background in Pokemon cards. Okay, uh, hello everyone. My name is Stephen, and I'm a Pokeholic. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's so basically um, I, 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 I'm 31. I started collecting and buying Pokemon cards as soon as they came out in the UK 
1999. I watched the very first episode of the anime when it came out um, on on Sky One, the first ever airing in the UK, and I was just I was hooked straight away. And Pikachu's always been my favourite since that first episode as well. So, um, for my personal like collecting sort of purposes, I, I I love collecting just all sorts of random Pikachu cards, rarer Japanese Pikachu's graded cards. Just all, all sorts of stuff. I got a little Pikachu binder. It's not amazing, but it's, it's still it's still got a few pages of you know my favorite Pikachu's and stuff. So uh, yeah, and I, I kind of paused uh, around two thousand and one when the game kind of died out, sort of in the UK and a lot of places, and uh, came back into it in a big way in twenty sixteen with uh, you know Pokemon Go, which a lot of people say is it's their it's their entry point um, in for the back to the hobby around. July 2016 when that came out and uh, I saw a Generations Elite trainer box which is now like $500 or something crazy for, for the Generations ETB but uh, I saw that in, in a local gaming store and um, yeah got got sort of hooked back in via that way made some decks um, started with Steam Sheets booster packs and decks and uh, yeah and in 2017 I decided to uh, a year later I decided to you know I might as well I enjoy, I enjoy this hobby and I want to, you know, bring it, try and bring it a bit more to other people. So I think one of the first videos I recorded was a little vlog from a pre-release in Aldershot in the UK uh, for Guardians Rising. And um, that a lot of, a lot of people, they, they seem to like it. Um, and yeah, I've just been doing a sort of a, a huge mixture of videos for Playscape games since then, a huge range of content, um, you know, pack openings, PSA graded returns, which is a large part of my business and my income now, and just um, all sorts of various other things. And yeah, um, I'm in my in my other in my other spare time, I'm also a uh, stage one Pokemon professor, so I um, organise tournaments um, in my local area in, in Eastbourne and Polgate in the southeast. Uh, Kid stuff, Pokemon League, and I judge at TCG judge and uh, professor at a lot of the big tournaments, including Worlds in 2019, basically. Fantastic. So a huge insight from day one. And obviously you came back at the time that most of our listeners probably came back into Pokemon. Um, so yeah, it sounds like you've got a lot of experience. And I think what also helps is you've got that balance, haven't you, of being a collector and a player and, and helping to organize the game as well. Which... And a professor. I, I'm, I'm yeah. literally all, all for all various, and, and, a, and a business, and a seller. I think I'm yeah. in a unique position of which very few people have, which I'm pretty much quite involved in like all four main kind of things. And it's, it's some kind, yeah. sometimes can be a struggle to strike a balance between the four, you know, like how... How, how should I price things? You know, how much should I yep. collect? How much should I sell of my of the things that I bring in instead of sticking them in my collection and stuff? So it's it's, yep. it's trying to strike a balance as well. But it's 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 a nice position to be in. Yeah, absolutely. So great insight. So Stephen's going to be joining us for the whole podcast and giving us his insight as we go through all of the topics. So we're going to move on now to news topics and discussion. Okay, so the first of our news topics for this episode is the announcement of the Galarian Rapidash V box. Now, this box is quite interesting. It's a standard uh, V box, as we've got to see in the Sword and Shield era. Uh, Galarian Pokemon with a jumbo card and a regular promo with four booster packs. But what's unique about this particular one is it includes a promo card 
that we haven't seen in Japan yet because usually we'd have seen the the promo in Japan and it features obviously Galarian Rapidash V. Um, like I said, the jumbo version and a normal version, and it'll include four booster packs as well. Now, what, what do you guys think about this particular product? It's coming out on, I believe, May the 7th. So it's a typical MSRP of $19.99 in the USA. And I think that it roughly translates in the UK to about £21.99 from previous mm-hmm. experience. Um, but um, what do you guys think about this particular um, V-Box? Um, yeah, I think it looks uh, really nice. <laughs> I think uh, Glare Rapidash is, uh, is uh, yeah, not not very popular, but there is an audience for it. Yeah, I, I think it's 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 a My Little Pony kind of st- kind of <laughs> thing going on. It, it 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 it's it's very cool, you know. It's it's very colorful. You're know, using the pastel colors in there. Yeah, I I don't think it could be. The packaging looks really nice. Again, the design for. $19.99 MSRP, you can't go wrong with this kind of box, in my opinion. And these sell really nicely uh, at stores. Yeah. And I think the pack selection has been fairly good recently as well. Um, you're obviously going to get, I think, it's usually two packs of the most recent set. And looking at the artwork, they have um, sort of photoshopped in. A, you can quite clearly see two packs of battle styles in there. It looks like a sun and moon pack in the background. Looks a bit like sun and moon base, and and yeah, and darkness ablaze possibly. So it usually is sort of one older one. Uh, You're going to get another one from a sword and shield there, and the two of the most recent. So as far as value is concerned, I think it's a pretty decent value product. Um, Like you say, it's a great promo. Um, Do you think there'll be much demand for this, Stephen? Oh, absolutely. So uh, every product, um, sort of. Every Pokemon has some Pokemon have more fans than others, but when you know the Sword and Shield video games were being sort of announced and Pokemon was slightly be, slowly being revealed, they obviously revealed Galarian Ponita on that twenty-four hour live stream of the forest where basically nothing happened until Galarian Ponita came out. And there's obviously a you know a bunch of people who like My Little Pony. There's a bunch of people that like Ponita in the first place, and. I know, like even two um, two young girls at my Pokemon League who absolutely love Ponyta and also now love Galarian Ponyta. So um, obviously, this box might be targeted more towards potentially uh, younger children and girls. But there are a lot, of, obviously, a fans of of Ponyta Rapid the Rapidash line, and 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 it just looks good. It's it's a not, it's a good looking box in general. They they're doing a lot much better job with the um, with the V boxes nowadays. They're a lot more. Uh, unique to the Pokemon that they're trying to promote. And so they're just like generic packaging all the time with just with the Pokemon like shoved on the logo. Yeah, absolutely. And like you say as well, I think Galarian um, Rapidash is one of those Pokemon because it looks like a unicorn as well. It just sort of sort of resonates with people who like fantasy as well, you know, sort of um, mm-hmm. as as well as um, fans, the younger generation. Fans as well. People like horses. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I think it is one of those products that will appeal to quite a few people. And yeah, um, it's a very interesting um, observation you made about how nice the boxes and how specific they are looking now to the actual um, Pokemon that's included in there. And they've done a really good job with this, I think. Yeah. So yeah, you guys are absolutely right. Okay, moving on. One more thing quickly. The, uh, the, yep. the there's obviously collectors, and we're talking about the collectors and the appeal of the box. Unfortunately, yes. the the pro the promo itself, we can't see the full text, but 
it's at the moment psychic Pokemon aren't in a great position where it's quite hard to get a bunch of energy on them. So I, I can't I can't imagine there's going to be much demand from the player base for this card. So that should also make yep. it easier for the collectors and the casual fans to get it. Yeah, absolutely. No, definitely. Um, on the same day, we had the V Battle Decks um, re- revealed as well. So we had the God of War V and the Victini V um, Battle Deck revealed. So they both come together in one box, um, but they also come separately as well. So these seem to have replaced, these V Battle Decks have seem to have replaced um, the theme decks that we previously used to see because we haven't seen those released in a little while. And um, they seem to be an interesting product because they do give you an indication of what level of complexity the decks are for a level um, up to three. And these seem to be sort of starter intro decks as a level one introduction. And I do like the fact that you can get them both packaged together in one box as well. The artwork is new and unique, but the actual cards themselves are alternate artworks essentially from uh, these cards that have been previously revealed um i think god of war was in champion's path and victini was in the original base set of sword and shield Um, but again two different artworks um same moves so again you know it could be an interesting one for collectors but obviously very nice product for people who like theme decks, which is this is an upgrade now on theme decks where you never used to get G, GXs or Vs um, previously, but now we're getting these products. Um, MSRP, if you want to buy them individually, they're $14.99 US dollars and $29.99 US dollars for the double pack. So again, um, how do you guys think, what do you guys think of the way that Pokemon have gone now with these V battle decks? Well, Stephen can go. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so it's quite interesting. Um, I'm going to sort of bring it back a bit. So basically, a lot of people don't realize is that um, with these these V Battle decks are now the outright replacements for traditional theme decks that release along, alongside the sets. Um, because I'm, you know, I, we haven't seen any images for any Battle Styles theme decks, and it's, it's, they're not coming now. It's obviously too late for Battle Styles, and this is highly unlikely. Also, that the, you know, the next sets, um, Freezing Rain, is going to have theme decks as well. So these, these are very much, you know, the the new replacements for theme decks, and I, and I think that's a, a good thing because if you release them separately from the main set, they might get a lot more attention and a lot more eyes and focus on them than you would if you we kept trying to just you know shove them alongside the, the dozens of different things that always release on the same day a main set does um and the, the blastoise v max the first ones of these the v battle blastoise v max and venusaur v max decks they uh, v, v and v and, v and venusaur they they released like like two weeks before shining fates and they you know they had a lot more focus on them um and it's 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 quite cool that they these are having sort of their own unique release and is this, I will miss the traditional theme decks from the sets because those cracked ice hollows, they were a nice sort of collector's piece. The hollows that come, the special hollows that come in theme decks, like people needed them for their, for their master sets and they're making proper master sets of a, of a main set. And, um, they obviously had a lot more theme related to the, you know, you saw a lot of the cards from that set. But, um, for the, for the most part, um, these these V battle decks are cool, and it's it's nice that they give them they also give people the flexibility of buying the two decks separately, or you know getting the combined um, you know the versus battle deck where you get uh, 
where you get the the well, hopefully once it's, I think it says it yeah so there'll be more foil trainer cards and new cards that are going to be coming with the with the double deck such as the same one was Venusaur and Blastoise which came with the um, the hollow bosses orders Lysander which you need if you're making a Shining Fates Master set yep no absolutely yeah and, lo- and like you say I think it's a great direction that they've split this and like this particular these particular sets are coming out on May the 7th so again it is off the s- release date of new sets and gives them a bit more of their own um, space in the market which is great because as you say the previous theme decks were literally people would either ignore them they'd sit on the shelf in your supermarket and you know come out at the same time as a de- set mm-hmm. whereas with this like you say it gives them a bit more flexibility about the cards they include in there as well because theme Abs- decks absolutely. were pretty much and they yeah. can they can they can also you know include whichever popular pokemon they want um yeah as opposed to like theme decks if you think recently like uh darlings of blaze galarian domanitan and galarian surfetch like yeah. they're limited they're limited to whatever pokemon is in that main set yeah. whereas you know they got a lot more flexibility they got a lot more flexibility with these and from a pers- the perspective of a lot of the kids who I used to do um, theme deck demos with outside my local toy store, like one yeah. of the questions they would always ask, is there any GXs in this, in this theme deck? And obviously, no, there wouldn't be. Um, so now they've got, at least they now got that shiny, you know, big Pokemon to, to uh, play and attack with as well. Absolutely. So it's, it sort of simulates and em- emulates some of those V and GX starter decks we've seen in Japan, you know, the 500 yen mm-hmm. decks, which, it, like you say, you get, a great V card, you know, an ultra rare card in the box with it, which is fantastic. And these are great as well. If if you just want to learn at home, because, you know, you can get one of these dual packs, take it home, sit down. Two of you can literally got decks that are well suited to play against each other. So yeah, absolutely. Great product. Um, so that, that'll come out May the 7th, um, global release of that particular product. Okay, we're going to move on now to Japanese Pokemon and the most anticipated set, I think, of this year so far in Japan, S6A Eevee Heroes Evolution set was revealed. So, Zachariah, um, why don't we um, talk about this set? It's, uh, I think this is probably, uh, I'm speculating here, but it's probably driven a lot of traffic to Poke Guardian. people looking at, <laughs> looking at this set. Um, I know that I've had a lot of inquiries personally from people who have either never bought Japanese products before or have only just recently introduced themselves to Japanese products with Shiny Star V asking about EV Heroes. And we don't, we obviously have a little bit of information which we'll go through. Um, but again, for a set that we don't have a full set list for, um, it's unprecedented the amount of attention this set's got. Yeah, this is. This, uh... How do we make a uh, a nice product better? Because the the previous Pokemon Gym uh, set, uh, the the special sets, were already amazing, uh, but they didn't have a promo in their promo card. And how do we make a product better? Throw the Vmax and the uh, the Vmax promo pack in there. It's it's a winner of a product. The artwork is is exclusive. It's featuring all nine evolutions. What do you want more? <laughs> it's insane. You, you pay like, uh, I think, uh, maybe 1,000, uh, no, yeah, 1,500 yen for that extra merchandise in there. 
and I think the value is insane and it shows, you know, if this product uh, gets uh, made being available for pre-order, it will absolutely sell out uh, as soon as possible uh, when it's live. Um, yeah, I'm so, so anticipate. I shouldn't overhype this, but I think it's uh, very difficult not to overhype this set, if I'm really honest. It's just that uh, hyped and there's so much potential. In the last podcast, I just told everyone, how can you mess up a, a full EV set, essentially? It's insane. And so many special arts in there. What I personally hope is uh, they skip the, the, the Rainbow Rares and um, they skip the, the regular full arts in favor for the special arts, just like Dream League, for example. Yeah, I mean, I just can't wait to see this product. It should, uh, the first information, the real uh, official reveal should be a little bit later in April. So, uh, yeah, stay stay tuned for it <laughs> because yeah, it will be nice. Yeah. yeah. So, so just to clarify, the, what we're talking about is this special Evolutions box that will be available yeah. from the Pokemon Center in Japan and Pokemon Card Gym official stores in Japan. And essentially, it's we've seen it with every set. You get two booster boxes, you get a nice deck box, uh, a full set of sleeves, and a card storage box. So this particular card storage box is a long card storage box with amazing artwork of Eevee and all the Evolutions on it. And you're also getting one of the VMAX promo packs, as Zachariah just mentioned. So with um, Eevee Heroes, Eevee Heroes is going to be a set in itself, S6A. But there's also a, a special set, very similar to the VMAX special box we got a little while back when Vivid Voltage came out. Um, that had one promo pack in it and eight booster packs. In this case, it's going to be eight booster packs of um, EV Heroes and a promo pack, which includes one of four um, VMAX Evolution promos. So we know there's going to be four VMAX Evolutions in the set. So if you want to get all eight of them, you're going to have to get all four of the promos in order to complete a master set, essentially, of Evolution fees and VMAXs. So... I think this is going to be very sought after. Um, it is already, like I said, the hype, the number of queries I'm getting, people messaging me, DMing me, who are saying, listen, I heard you're a go-to guy. Can you help me get one of these? And I'm like, it's going to be one per person from the Pokemon Center. Um, it's going to be very difficult for people outside of Japan to obtain this. And there's already queues and stores doing um, lottery ticket systems just to buy normal booster boxes of this set. Uh, so it's going to be uh, a very sought-after product, I think. Um, Stephen, as you've purchased the Kanazawa box, you're probably more than aware of this product. Um, what, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, so there's there's I'm glad that you sort of added that clarification because there's there's three different products, and you know people are, a lot mostly people seem to be hyping a lot about the the big box that comes with the you know that comes with two booster boxes and the sleeves and deck box. But the um, yeah, so you got the you have the evolutions. Um, you have the evolution set, and then you obviously have the um, the box. It's called the special set, which is like that big jumbo box that you know had the um, had the the more Peko and those the Cinderace V Max in it, and then obviously just regular booster boxes. And yeah, the, the the hype for this is just is literally off the Richter scale. It's 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 pretty. Just I mean, you don't even need to. What what it's uh, it's hard to put into words, but basically, 
I was able to secure some early from a distributor of mine in Japan and I put pre-orders up for a small amount of them and literally without any details, any any kind of, you know, any kind of clarification of the set or any card art images, just frame the fact there's evolutions, there's going to be, you know, all the Vs are going to be the VMAX, some of the VMAXs, like all of them sold out, like the small amount I had to, to put up initially, all of them sold out within um, two hours and that's for a Japanese set with no card art, no, you know, no proper like information very basic like information about it it's very unprecedented for a for a, Jap- for a japanese set even um you know amazing bolt tackle didn't have this legendary heartbeat didn't have this um shiny star v obviously because it's a shiny set but this is a this is a regular you know easy heroes is a regular sort of main sort of subset kind of you know it's s6a you know it's just, it's crazy like the amount of hype is just insane and what what makes it interesting is like because if you think of like the normal like japanese main sets you know you have so-called like bad cards that you can pull that from the from the v's like obviously there are fans of stoutland v there are fans of flapple and all of those you know all of those guys in the set but that if, if I, I looked at some other recent japanese sets and every you know and every single one of the japanese sets normally has eight v pokemon in it so the fact that that's eight v pokemon that's eight that's all eight of the evv evolutions so you know, Jolteon Flaring and all that. There is no bad card like Ultra Rare that you can pull. So your booster box is pretty much like the thirty packs is almost guaranteed to have at least five or six of the of the EVVs, which is just absolutely crazy, just insane. Yeah. Absolutely. And and like you say, outside of high class sets, I've never seen demand for a set like this off the chart pre orders I've been trying to get in. I've never had to um, I pre-order Japanese sets the minute pre-orders open. I, I, don't, I don't care what's in the set because I'm a YouTuber. I love Japanese sets and I collect every single set when it comes out. So I pre-order the minute a set's announced, essentially, in Japan. But this time, sold out before I'd even had a chance. Absolutely gone. I've managed to secure some pre-orders, but again, it's it. this is un, unseen, unheard of just by the little information we got. And as you say, you don't have to speculate too much. Every box is going to be a pretty decent hit box, uh, especially if you like Eevee so, and the Evolution. So mm-hmm. definitely. And we haven't had much Umbreon cards. Like um, Apart from the Umbreon, yeah. you know, GX all the way back in Sun and Moon, like it's only really Umbreon and Darkrai tag team. There's been yeah. very few like Umbreon hollows. And I even, I did a poll the other day of like, you know, favorite, because uh, on YouTube you can only have five options and like ask people to choose which one of their favorite evolutions was from gen one to two. And yeah. like Umbreon had like 60% and the others had like 10 to 15% each. <laughs> like, you know, it's just absolutely insane. So there's going to be like, if there's, a, if there's an alternate art or a special art, you know, Umbreon in there, it's just going to be even madder than it already is. Absolutely. Yep. So this set is obviously going to be released on the 28th of May in Japan. Um, So each product is being released on the same day. Um, This is going to be super hard to obtain if you're after the double booster box box with a VMAX promo. Other products might be available more. What I will say is what we've seen a trend of from Pokemon Japan is they know when sets are are very popular and they're very quick Mm -hmm. to reprint and bring uh, a second wave and sometimes even a third wave of products to the market within a couple of months. So if you miss out on the first wave, I would say there will probably be a second wave. I'm pretty much guarantee. I mean, I can't much, guarantee yeah. it 100%, but I'd say 99%, 99% certain yeah. that we are going to get a second wave of this. Um, 
because the first wave is just going to sell out very quickly. And then you will see, obviously, a lot of cards in the aftermarket. This is set's going to be open so much. You will, if it'll probably be easiest to pick up singles for this set at a reasonable price because oh, of the amount yeah. that's going to be they'll, open. They'll be all over Yahoo Auctions, eBay. Yeah. There'll be so much of it. And what's also very yeah. exciting, what even more exciting, is obviously because this is a Japanese set, this 99% likely these cards will be in our August main set, Sword and Shield 7. Yep. Yep, exactly. So it'll be nice to see how they integrate the evolutions into that, whether they, um, obviously, with you, with the English sets, they merge two or three sets together. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how they use that. And we know we, our special set in um, for the Christmas season is going to be the 25th anniversary set. So what are they, are they going to merge this into another set? Is this going to? I don't think this will be the 25th anniversary set because no. we're obviously going to get something in Japan as well. So yeah, they are going to probably end up merging this in with with another set to create an English set. So yeah, we will end up getting this towards the end of the summer. It's it's crazy. I'm so excited. Very exciting. Yeah. Excellent. Right. Let's move on. We're going to move back now to some more English products. So League Battle Decks again. But this is the Intellion VMAX League Battle Deck. And what was really interesting when this was revealed was um, that it is the Intellion VMAX, which is the Dynamax form, not the Gigantamax form. Um, and this particular high class, because um, we've got high class decks coming out in Japan, which feature Gengar VMAX and Intellion VMAX, they're coming out uh, in May. This particular product in English, the League Battle Deck Intellion VMAX, is a level two. So it's designed to be a bit bit more competitive, a bit more um, challenging to use. Uh, um, so it is designed to be intermediate uh, for people who are learning to play the game. And it releases May the 21st for a price of $29.99. So what do you guys think about this particular product? Uh, we'll start with you, Stephen. Oh, wow. So yeah, the so there's quite a lot to there's quite a lot i could i could probably spend like 30 minutes just talking about this on its own but basically what's very very interesting about this so the intellion um vmax is obviously a straight reprint of the one from rebel clash and um obviously recently we've had the shiny dragapult vmax collection box which is a reprint of dragapult v and vmax from well a new version the same card basically so um they've basically it's it's, it's quite you know interesting that they've you know print reprinted effectively both intellion and dragapult v and vmax within you know quite quite a short window um which actually ties in to the news that i got yesterday about um certain sets not getting reprints rebel clash is not is the only sword and shield set that's not that's listed on the distribute from the distributors um, from pokemon to say that they're not reprinting it from the book for booster boxes so that makes me think oh because they're not reprinting you know rebel clash anytime so obviously it could get a reprint in the future but vivid voltage um darkness of blaze and sword and shield base set are specifically not on that list so they they are they get they might they might more be not likely to get reprints but um so it basically just means that they're kind of you know trying to maybe make these make the Intellion and, you know, the Dragapult sort of, in, in a way, more available because they're not planning to print any more um, Rebel Clash in the near future. Yeah. Uh, that's a very, very interesting thought, actually. Yeah. Um, having that insight does paint a different picture on this product and what they're doing with it. But, yeah, it's 
Uh, Zachariah, I mean, what do you think of this particular product? I mean, I think it's good that it's got more than just the V card in it. You've got the VMAX as well. So you've got those, you know, a decent line for um, a playing deck to be a bit, bit more competitive. What do you think of it? Yeah, I think it's an interesting product. Uh, why it's interesting? Indeed, you, you all mentioned it's a level two product. I'm instantly thinking what's uh, a level three product going to be in future. Um, I think it's a little bit, uh, it was a little controversial, the reveal, because I think a lot of people thought, hey, this is the new Intellion V Gigantamax uh, coming into the League Bell deck. And it was a little bit anticlimactic when it was revealed, at least to me. No, no, no rapper clash, please. And don't get me wrong, it's a nice card. It's nothing too uh, compare, nothing too groundbreaking or something as a deck. But yeah, you can play it. Indeed, I would absolutely recommend this to intermediate league players. Indeed, that want to step up their game uh, if they are bored of the V uh, battle decks. Indeed. Um, yeah, and I just am speculating. Hey, what's going to be? What's going to happen with the the Gengar VMAX and Italian VMAX that have not been revealed yet in Japan? And um, I'm really, really curious. I think um, it's going to be uh, like this. Personally, my speculation: uh, next V Belt decks um, for uh, Sword and Shield Six uh, around that era. Uh, Italian V, Gang of V as the regular V Bell decks. And then uh, later on, on the same day on Sword Shield 6, that will probably be the V Max Battle Box, uh, the Gang of V Max and Italian V Max. That would at least make sense to me. And uh, yeah, that's how it is. And uh, indeed, it's an excellent product. It's a little bit less competitive than uh, the, the previous one with uh, the ADP, you know, Arceus, Diago, Palkia, Zacian, V-Dex. And yeah, if they release a level 3 deck, I can't wait. I, I really am curious what they are going, going to do with this kind of product. It has a lot of potential. And it's in, in general, it's nice that the um, Pokemon company is stepping up the, the competitive game. And I really hope when they hit the whole pandemics over i can just uh give a new birth to the pokemon league hey no uh a regular pokemon uh next anymore hey just buy this one-time purchase of 30 dollars you don't need to buy uh 100 euros worth of packs you know buy this 30 dollars it's nothing too uh deep of a deck but it's basic enough to learn and not too complex to to not play you know so yeah. I'm very, very happy with this product. It also yeah, shows absolutely. that they've, um, they've, they've also, they've got like, they've had new designers on their, you know, card team recently. I think, um, I think Puka's one of them or I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure um, who, who the designers are, but they, they identified, you know, that Rylaboom VMAX and um, Cinderace VMAX, although they're, they're seeing play here and there, they, 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 they managed to spot that Inteleon VMAX is the one, is, is the, is the starter, you know, that's seeing the most play and is potentially, you know, the strongest deck that they, they can, VMAX deck they can use. So there, there is a lot more, um, attention now, I think, from the people who design these products in English, like, you know, what, what's gonna, what are people going to appreciate the most, you know, what, what's going to be the most viable going forward for, for new people to pick up. And also, you know, the, the Inteleon 
V and V Max came out and Rebel Clash. So this will probably stay standard legal until summer 2022. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at the um, uh, set stamp number on it, it's stamped D regulation. So yeah, it'll it'll obviously stay legal um, for that period, as you say. And and what I like is that the fact that you know the, it's a league battle deck. And I think what, like we've had in the past, the, the Reshizard, um, the Zekron Pikachu, the ADPs, Zacian, those I would assume you would call a level three if you were going by these current categories. So I, I, so. I think I think because these are called League still, they're still calling these League Battle Decks, I, I think level yep. three will just be an accessory or something, like, so like a trainer's toolkit yeah. or some kind of additional yeah. booster thing. Because if you, if you go back all the way to the original... Pokemon um, trading card game in 1999. Yep. The level three, the advanced stuff, was actually the booster packs. So ah, um, okay. on the on the original things. So the you know the two player starter deck with Machamp was I think beginner or or intermediate or something. And then the um, and the I think the theme decks were basic. And what it actually said on the back of the booster packs, advanced. So I think level three is probably going to be the next trainer's toolkit or something to you know help enhance yep. your deck building or give you. a a more a more because if you think about the, the first trainers toolkit um the den agx's in there were super super useful and yeah. you basically needed those to take your adp which is you know your adp league battle deck your pg zekrom league battle deck to, yeah. um to you know to potentially make them a a, a level three so I, I think it's probably going to be the trainers yeah. toolkit but i'd love to be proven wrong no, that'd be good, definitely. Yeah, and you're right. In the in the actual trainer's toolkit, in the actual manual, it told you what cards you needed to swap out of the Zekrom deck, the Pikachu Zekrom yes. deck, in order to literally beef it up. So yeah, that was um, designed to do that. Yeah, really interesting mechanics. Do like Intellion. It snipes the bench, so that's a nice, you know, mechanic it's got there. Um, so yeah, I think it will be quite popular and be nice and, to see what else we've got. Yeah, and people love Snom. They love Frostmoth. Um, I, it was obviously this probably will have Frostmoth in it. Uh, it'll probably have a yeah. bunch of trading cards. It might have Scoop Up Nets because they're only in Rebel Clash. They might need to put those somewhere just so so they yeah. get they come to reprint those. And um, they're also going to the good thing is about these decks. They're always decent. For, they're decent for collectors as well because there's a bunch of non-hollow exclusive reprints like the you know yeah. the Volcanion from the Reshiram deck or the um, there was one or two cards in the Pikachu deck as well. So it's it's not they're they're, they're yeah. some bits for collectors as well. Definitely, definitely. So interesting product that will be out on May the twenty first. Uh, MSRP of twenty nine ninety nine US dollars. Um, so yeah, look forward to seeing that. Moving on, we've got our new um, V Strikers tins that were revealed just a few days ago. So they contain um, Tyranitar V and Empoleon V, respectively, for each of the two tins. Um, single strike. Uh, which is obviously the Tyranitar V and Rapid Strike, which is Empoleon V. Now, as they've done with previous tins, um, let's forget Shining Fates and the controversy of the same size tins, but different pack numbers. Um, the US and North America are getting the larger tins that we first saw, saw introduced in the Tag Team GX era with five packs in them. Europe and the UK and other territories will be getting the smaller octagonal tins that we're more traditionally used to with the four packs in them. Um, I think um, Australasia gets the larger tins from my friends in Australia who seem to be getting the bigger tins um, and not familiar with the smaller ones recently. So yeah, it's localized for each market. And I think 
I've I've always speculated in the past that it's to do with the tariffs that we had uh, introduced about a year or two ago in the EU and the UK on trading cards from the USA, which has impacted the price. And it's probably to do with pricing and that factor of you usually see these tins in the supermarkets, to be fair, and it's at a price, it's got to be at a price point, which is tempting um, for someone to purchase. So I think that's the reason why they do that. But it's a $24.99 US MSRP on this. Um, thoughts, guys, about these cards and the tins? Zachariah? Yeah, for, yeah, for me, if I may go first. Yeah, I think it's a, a really nice tin, if you may ask me. These are the, the main single and rep strike uh, Pokemon besides uh, Urshifu. Uh, so I, I think you can't go wrong with Tyranitar and Napoleon. They have some uh, decent following in terms of popularity. Yeah. And uh, yeah, these these did uh, these were um, these are coming in Japan with the the, 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 the we just discussed this uh, the high class decks the the Gengar V and Italian V. Max, uh, in, in, a, in a more expensive double box version that contains both decks as a bonus uh, promo. Um, so I think it's a very nice tin. Uh, the whole controversy, indeed, with uh, the four or five packs, it was a little bit um, awkward because a lot of, uh, for, for, for my, what I've seen, a lot of Dutch uh, web shops took the, the five pack description. And for, I think, one week before the release, they uh, corrected that to four. So a lot of uh, customers thought they were getting five packs. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, with the Shining Fates tints, yeah. yeah. And yeah. that was really awkward. But, yeah, for some reason, I think maybe it was a distributor uh, in the Netherlands, Asmodee, maybe they slipped up or made a typo uh, of the... Maybe they have seen uh, the wrong uh, sell sheet, but uh, yeah, it was really uh, <laughs> interesting to see. Uh, but yeah, I think they, they should, in my opinion, just make um, it all one to one ratio. Um, but uh, I'm happy this time we'll get uh, the old, you know, the rectangular tints uh, instead of the the new shaped tints. Yeah. So we can expect indeed uh, four packs in that then. So yeah. to avoid confusion, uh, indeed. Um, but yeah, overall, very nice promos. Um, that if if it's uh, any competitive, uh, the, the two uh, V promos, you can get them in the tin. Simple as that for twenty four ninety nine uh, US dollars. So that's that for me. Yep, Stephen, your thoughts on these tins? Yeah, so it was interesting what you said, Taj, earlier about um, like tariffs and stuff for for the. For uh, the, the smaller tins in Europe, I, I I never thought about that particularly about the, the trade because I, I know that the tariffs have gone up. I I never thought about that because obviously we received the Mew and Mewtwo uh, and all of the those GX tag teams. They were exactly the same in in Europe, yep. the, the larger size tins as they were in, in the rest of the world. But then obviously we had this um, sort of debacle with the, the Shining Fates tins, which were exactly the same shape exactly the same they looked exactly the same but for some reason they contained one less pack yeah. so that that was that was really curious so then i thought potentially was it something some kind of you know maybe they were trying to you know stretch the prop because they could only print a certain amount of shining fates so they you know they could get enough for launch maybe they were trying to um stretch out the amount of packs that they were distributing worldwide just so they had so they could you know so they could 
get more out basically so you yeah. think about it for every one tin that you you, you take one pack out you know you, you can make one less you can make one more tin in, in europe or you, you, you know what i'm trying to get out there basically yeah absolutely and yeah. um but in, in regards to the um tyrannitarian and polyon v being smaller size so i it was really interesting what you said about tariffs i also think that in europe um compared to australia and um united states and canada our supermarkets and our retail stores on average are a lot smaller than um than the united states and the and i've I've been to target i've been to walmart and these supermarkets are absolutely massive and potentially these smaller tins might just be because they they're trying to target you know target get more stuff into Astor and tesco and the shops in the uk potentially the the smaller tins are probably just trying to you know make them a bit more friendly for our you know our smaller retail spaces and even the spaces that we have for toys and games and in these in the uk supermarkets are so incredibly small and tiny compared to the the many aisles you'll see in your average walmart and target so potentially that might have something to do with it yeah i think so yeah um definitely i think that space size issue is a massive thing as you say in my local supermarket you might have lucky you're lucky to have one or two shelves dedicated to pokemon if you're lucky Mm -hmm. whereas like you say you know i've been to target and walmart and they've got a three meter stretch top to bottom all full of pokemon product um which is not the case at the moment with the situation (laughs) out there but um you know they're usually full of pokemon products and it is yeah it is one of those things but yeah i think it's a combination of space combination of tariffs they tried it with a double with the gx um tins Uh, i think it was a 29.99 price point in the uk they probably saw the sales data compared it to previous tins and thought we need to keep it at that 24.99 price rrp just to keep it as an not an impulse buy but you know something a mum might buy for a kid yeah. if they're in there shopping or think as a present for someone whereas that extra five pound might have just pushed it out of that impulse yeah, absolutely. territory from a psychological point of view so i think there is yeah so that so i think the whole 10 percent tariff on did play a certain um bit of Im- impact on the tins but yeah it's a controversy we've had obviously with the shining fates uh tins that's come brought this all to light i think more recently but uh, yeah we're going to continue to get the smaller tins i do like they've picked the two pokemon who get special art treatment as well in this new yeah. set yeah the the promos they're, they're good promos um yeah tyranitar and Podium have a lot of fans if you're looking at a, yeah. like, like from a like outsider's perspective of the of the pokemon and cards in um, battle styles um, really you can only say like potentially Mimikyu and Victini are more pop potentially more popular yep. than, than these two but obviously they're trying to promote their you know their whole battle styles the rapid strike the single strike that's Absolutely. they're trying to focus on that for a bit more so I, I I think like you know Mimikyu and Victini might have sold more but I think yep. they want to you know they, they want to try and put a bit of focus on the battle strike the single strike and rapid strike for now so but they're, they're, they're good they're good they're good cards they're not overly powerful tournament cards maybe in polion you know the tyranitar might see players a one-off in some of the decks but um i think collectors and some players will definitely love them as well yeah definitely definitely will be appealing out there coming back to the to the booster pack thing by the way yeah i think uh it's msop for one booster pack here in the netherlands it's 5.99 euros at wow. retail stores wow so uh, divided by four is 24 euros for four packs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, if they add one more, 
with, with the promo, yeah, you can get to the 25 euros. Yeah, <laughs> you, and it takes over 20 pounds as well if you add another pack. So they're just the team yeah. support pack team, just stay under that as well. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. I think it is about keeping that price at that right price point. Yeah. Solve the mystery. Excellent. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Right. We're going to move on now to something that is new unique and i was pretty surprised when i opened up my pokemon go one morning and saw this um it came up immediately on the on the flash screen as it does when there's something new saying professor willow is going to be released as a pokemon card um to celebrate at the fifth anniversary of pokemon go so um this is really interesting news we haven't seen professor willow outside of pokemon go before um he pops up every time you've got special research going on uh whenever there's a community day he'll come and talk to you and give you his insight and we're now going to see him as a pokemon card um there's no firm information as as to how he's going to appear but we know it's going to be late may it's going to be um we haven't seen the artwork but it's officially been um, clarified to us that it is happening. So what do you guys think of this? I mean, um, Stephen, I gather you came back into Pokemon at the time of Pokemon Go. Um, do you still play it? I, I certainly do. Uh, and what are your I've, thoughts on this? Uh, uh, so in, in regards to me still playing it, I do occasionally dabble when I go on walks with, with a friend of mine. Um, shout out to Daniel. Yeah. Um, the... I, I, I kind of gave myself burnout in 2016. I, I got to level yeah. 31, 32 very, very quickly. And I, I kind of, you know, moved more of my focus and my energy into the TCG. And it's yeah. pr- primarily been into the in the TCG um, ever, ever really since, you know, late mid to late uh, 2016. But um, I am very excited about this. I'm surprised that considering how popular Pokemon Go was and you know, how popular, you know, how many people, you know, Pokemon Go pretty almost single-handedly saved the, the Pokemon hobby as a whole, I would say. The amount of eyes yep. and, you know, attention and focus and just like even just casual media outlets. Like I did an interview for um, local BBC, like local news station um, on in, in Eastbourne about the Pokemon Go hype. I, I got into, you know, all sorts of stuff was happening with and It just, it brought so much attention back to, the hobby as a whole and Pokemon as a whole that's you know I wouldn't be I wouldn't probably be here talking to you guys if it wasn't for Pokemon Go I wouldn't have my business I don't I've no idea what I'd be doing if that right now if it wasn't for Pokemon Go so yeah. it's it's really uh, it's, 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 I'm, I'm, it's I'm surprised it's taken so long for them to do a, a TCG kind of thing to this but I'm, I'm very excited to see um, what they're going to do with the cards so the in the the dream scenario is a full art um, professor's research um, willow that you can play in your deck as a you know discard your hand and draw seven which would be great for players um, as well as obviously collect but then obviously it's full art and I want to see the Pokemon Go logo as a as a holographic maybe foil logo or you know spe- like the actual full on Pokemon Go logo on the card. Yep. Um, worst case scenario is we get a half art professor's willow. Professor's research with a with a sort of a non-hollow logo on it, but that even that will still be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'd be nice to know how it's going to be distributed as well mm. um, in the current climate. You know, I know May is a few months away and things might change, but um, I don't think they're expecting people to be going to league events um, globally 
um, fully at that time. So it'd be nice to know how this depth plan distribution of this card is as well. So Zachariah, you got any thoughts on this? Yes, um, I think all regions uh, are going to get this card. Also, yep. Pokemon Korea, Pokemon Asia, Japan. Uh, I think all the regions will get this promo. It's actually a worldwide uh, distribution, which yep. is very cool, if you may ask me. And um, yeah, just like you also mentioned before, indeed, I hope it's a forward promo. Shouldn't be that hard to, to manage, you know. Yep. Pokemon Go stamp on there. And adding up to all of this this is the year of crossovers and celebration yeah so it's it makes perfectly sense to do this right now uh the pokemon go is, uh, is five years soon the, the tcg like the the article set on pokemon go the niantic page 25th years uh 25th uh year anniversary of tcg and pokemon so it's it's absolutely just wait and see i'm very excited I think this uh, may also attract a lot of Pokemon Go players yep. to, hey, there's yep. a Pokemon card game dedicated to this, you know? So I'm very uh, curious what they will bring. Very cool concept. I, uh, it, it can't go wrong. And maybe the distribution, I think it will be just like uh, your uh, other store promos. Yeah. I think that would make yep. the most sense to me because if they do it in another way, it will be... Uh, dramatic <laughs> yeah i mean personally i would love to see them do it as a in-game way of claiming the card i don't know maybe a special research and then when you get to the end of it you submit your pe- delivery details in and they post it to you but i think that's a bit yeah. far-fetched and the logistics around that the cost involved yeah. to, I, I to, think to do that um would be would be crazy but that would be quite unique and quite interesting if that were, would have been a possibility but i think you're right it's probably going to be store uh, from a logistical point of view be a lot easier for them to get it out to a major retailer yes. uh, have it as a store promo to hand out and uh, either free or yeah, they might be able to do like um special in-game like hotspots on each of the stores that sell it you know like maybe if, it, if yeah. it's game in yeah. the uk they can put pokey stops on game and you know, you can yep. you can then go to the thing because I imagine they'll want to they'll like, like as you mentioned earlier, they might want to tie in somehow to do something. You have to go on the app because they want more people to play Pokemon Go. They want more people to spend yep. money on microtransactions and stuff. So they want people to go inside the apps potentially. So um, and so maybe maybe they'll have um, you know the stores that are distributing them, whether it's you know Smiths in the UK or you know Target in the United States or GameStop or wherever. Like I, I that they I, they might do something with the pokey stops or you know make it make people actually physically go to these stores on the on the games well potentially yeah absolutely however it happens it's going to be extremely interesting and i can't wait so yes definitely um, we'll get you more information keep an eye on pokey guardian as soon as there's more official information about this uh, i'm sure zachariah will have it up on there for us um right moving on now this is something which is you a bit unusual it's more speculative than what we knew, normally do on pokey guardian but it is definitely worth mentioning because it has been found about um we everyone was a bit surprised that marnie wasn't in shining fates the full art marnie now this card is super popular in japan um more expensive than a charizard v max um over there and we didn't get it in our shining fate set but there has been um, 
it's a leak or information that's been found from the TCG um, card decks app. So I don't know if you guys are aware, but there was a mobile um, app that the Pokemon released for you to be able to uh, literally keep track of your Pokemon collection mm-hmm. and be able to scan your cards into so you could um, keep a track of what you're missing and what what you haven't got in your collecting. Really nice. I found the UI was a bit buggy to begin with, so I never really picked it up and went on with it. But it is a very slick looking app. Um, but this there's been information found in there for uh, Sword and Shield promos that haven't come out yet. And there's a Sword and Shield promo 120 and 121 with regulation marks D, both called Marnie which seems to speculate it could and the only two Marnies that we haven't had released in English are the one from Shiny Star V, the full art, and the Marnie from the special case file, which was a signed card. Um, so uh, interesting stuff that those two cards could potentially be these two promo numbers. Obviously, there's no confirmation yet. This is purely speculative, um, but putting two and two together and looking at what Mar- which two Marnies we haven't got, I think it's a fairly good educated guess that Zachariah's made that those two promos could be the two cards we're missing. So Zachariah, do you want to elaborate on this maybe? Yes. Um, just to get it out there, the, uh, the data is real. <laughs> yeah, the data so, is real. Yes, yes. Yeah, the data is real. So, And I think it adds more fuel to the, indeed, the speculation pile and and I think uh, I think a lot of people were um, saying uh, or speculating that Marnie would be in Battle Styles. No, Battle Styles uh, set list has been fully revealed. There's no Marnie in there, and I think um, uh, why they uh, didn't include Marnie in there is because it's a year two set. It's a new era. Yeah. I don't expect Marnie into a Battle Styles set. If you know what, if you understand what I mean, yep. it would be out of place if you if you ask me. And only yeah, from for, a rotation point of view, exactly. So, so for those listeners yeah. who aren't aware of the um, playing regulations, obviously sets rotate once every year um, to what's in standard format. And because Marnie was in the original base set, her regulation mark is a D mark. And if she was to be then put in battle styles, you would then she would then be included with the E mark sets essentially as well, which would confuse things. Um, we have got certain cards which have like Professor's Research, um, but again they've got the I think they've got the deregulation as well, haven't they? The I'm, I'm not sure, but I think yeah. that there's more to than only regulation. Yeah, uh, just just for aesthetic. Uh, no, um, how do we say it? Aesthetic uh, purposes. Um, but, but, but a little bit of uh, backstory. For example, the, the SM4 Plus Lily and uh, the Lusamine and the, was it Guzma? No, not Guzma. Those two cards were in Ultra Prism, but they were a year one uh, card. And um, even if they are promos, maybe they can uh, let it survive the other, you know, the rotation. So I don't think that's a real, uh, I, I don't think you should worry about that, but more from a Indeed, a uh, more of an artwork. You know, it's it's a new mechanic. Everything is new. They won't. Uh, I think it doesn't make sense to me to have leftovers from year one into that set. If you, from more, of, you know, a more design perspective. 
And um, it would make sense for me to release it as a promo, throw it all in a special money box. Yeah, you you know it it, it will it will bring so much money for the Pokemon Company International. It makes absolute sense from a business perspective. I think to release it as a special product, it has a decent following. Yeah, no, <laughs> decent. It has a very popular following, money right now. I think you can't go wrong with uh, those two cards in a special product. And um, yeah, I, I don't think we sh- we are seeing it in this block. I think we are seeing it around the Sword and Shield 6 uh, block, which is called, uh, what is it called again? Chilling Rain. <laughs> we should all, uh, we also need to discuss that uh, logo. And that's the Sword and Shield 6, the June set uh, for us. So, uh, but yeah, essentially, I can't wait to see uh, what's uh, what's going to be uh, confirmed or not. And um, yes, the, the, it will be super. My recommendation: don't wait. <laughs> if you if you want this card, uh, one or either or two, just pre-order the minute you see something remotely uh, of this uh, this product. Don't hold back. And I think a lot of people uh, will do that, <laughs> of of course. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, absolutely get it. Very hyped uh, uh, card, a full out money and the signed money card with uh, a smile. You know, practicing a smile. Yeah, this is the, I think that's more iconic than uh, the shining fates full out. I'm uh, sorry, the shining star V full out. But I am very hyped, uh, and a lot of people <laughs> are very hyped as well to see them in English. Absolutely, Stephen, your thoughts. Yeah, it's very it's very interesting. Um, I also like seeing that's the um, that that list of all the cards that were revealed. There's, um, I think it was Cinderace and Teleon, Cresselia and Simeon. I'm thinking they might be the uh, build and battle promos for the potentially for the uh, for the freezing rain, chilling rain, whatever it was, chilling chilling rain, chilling rain. Um, Because um, it comes around, it comes roughly just before, just after Galarian Rapidash is is released. So potentially they might be the Maybe the build and battle promos as well, which is which is quite cool. But uh, yeah, in, in regards to the Marnie, um, it's very interesting that I, I never thought about it um, in regards to the, the fact that the promos they would keep the regulation mark B because Marnie is it's not as um, widely hated as um, Reese, uh, not Reese, uh, Argus Dialga, Palkia, ADP, or some potentially some other cards like Crushing Hammer, but. There's a lot of um, players who, you know, don't like the fact that there's a lot of um, RNG randomness involved when you, people play Marnie against you. So for those that don't know, um, Marnie makes you shuffle your hands. You put your cards to the bottom of your deck, and then if you are if you if you're as opponent that played the card, you draw four, and then obviously the person who played the card draws draws five. And if you've got like seven eight cards, you know, you've just played your first turn. You've used Zash and V's Intrepid Sword. You've got like seven eight cards in your hand. And then your opponent marnies you like straight on your first turn. You know you've got four card hand, and you you basically it's it's very RNG heavy. And reset stamps rotating out now, so Marnie's pretty much the only card. Um, the reset stamp's going to rotate soon, and the Marnie's the only card that can pretty much be that kind of controlling sort of disruption from. And it's also still a very good draw card. You know, shot, you know, putting your card to the bottom of your deck and drawing five. I mean, sometimes I even prefer Marnie over an effect like Cynthia's. Um, obviously, it's drawing less than one card, but you can take cards out of your deck and then play Marnie and then put them on the bottom. You know, you know, you're not going to draw into those same cards. You're going to, you're going to get, um, you know, 
uh, five fresh, completely fresh cards. And it's a very, very, very strong card. And I think they've seen, you know, the, the complaints by players. They've seen how powerful it is. Um, a lot of other draw supporters aren't used other than, you know, Marnie and Professor's research. And they, 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 what they could have, I think they even knew from the start that Marnie was going to be a powerful card because they didn't give Marnie a Professor's research or a boss's order style tag where, you know, you can get that effect to multiple cards. It's literally just Marnie. So, unlike um, Cynthia in, uh, not sorry, Lily, Lily in Sun and Moon Base Set, and then they had the Full Arts uh, Lily in uh, Ultra Prism, which 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 kept kept Lily in the standard format for a for another year. Um, they they've identified with, potentially with these promos that, as well as make obviously making money by potentially releasing them as a Know, collection box or whatever um to you know to release them separately they can also make sure that marnie rotates um a, a year earlier than potentially it might not have done if they had you know reprinted it in um in shining fates or sorry printed in shining fates or the or in uh battle styles so i never actually thought about from, from that perspective but it, it kind of kills two birds with one stone really that you know they they can they can release this incredible potential potentially we don't know yet potentially this incredible promo box that has um you know f- the full art marnie that everyone wants and the, the cool signature one i prefer the signature one as well myself but um and um you know they can potentially you know do a, do a lot with with that and it also means that marnie will rotate potentially next year in 2022 so that, that's very that's very interesting from that perspective Absolutely. So we look forward to hearing when this product comes out. And as the guys have said that um, as soon as it's announced and available for pre-orders, if you want any chance of getting this, I'd recommend getting your pre-orders in early (laughs) as soon as you see it. (laughs) Okay, we're going to move on. We've got um, Sword and Shield Battlestar pre-release promos were revealed. So they were revealed on the 1st of March last week. Now, we've seen a lot of openings. I've actually opened four Builder Battle Kits myself as well, so these are out in the public domain now, essentially. Um, but the four promos we got were Cherim, Octillery, Houndoom, and Bronzong. Um, very nice promos. have to say the artwork was really nice um, on these cards themselves. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Um about these actual promos themselves they all are obviously apart from i mean you've, you've got two of them which use the single strike and rapid strike mechanic but i don't think the bronzong or cherim do um what do you guys think of these promos and if you if if we did have pre-releases um happening um do you think these are good promos for a pre-release steven Yes, absolutely. Um, so uh, these also these cards they show me more that they're trying to because um, after what happened with uh, Charizard and Lugia in, in Vivid Voltage, um, yeah. you know, having the, the crazy hype, you know, the, the, them them stopping staff promos because stores were trying to you know keep you know, keep stores um, keep staff promos back to you know sell instead of giving them to the judges and the organisers. Um, and, you know, obviously having Charizard in there just cre- creates stupid amount of hype and, you know, it tr- attracts the scalpers on crazy scale more than it might do um, for, for most pre-releases. I think what they've done is instead of, they could have, what they could have easily put Entai in, because Entai is in um, Battle Styles. They could have had a, a, re- a really beautiful Entai promo. Um, I believe there was, I'm sure there's a couple of other, like, cool legendaries and, and potentially more, like, hype Pokemon in the set that they potentially could have, 
given to the promos. Instead, they've gone down this route of choosing like four very solid, like um, you know, Pokemon, and to to, to use as the promos, especially um, the Houndoom and the Octillery, because they will be a a key a key part of all um, of all of the of all of the, the rapid strike and single strike decks that rely on sort of. Um, yeah. using their abilities going forward potentially and bronzong is is incredible because you can use the metal transfer and move all the energies off of your um core the night of emacs or one of your new metal pokemon um and you can heal it with the new cheryl card completely and then use the bronzong to, to put the metal energies all back on so you don't have to discard discard the energies because cheryl makes you discard the energies if you want to heal your evolution pokemon so um yeah. It's very strong in Cherim as well. It's, it's, we don't have any in Japan. They haven't got any obvious, like overly powered or strong decks that you can use Cherim with, but it's a really powerful ability and it might see play in the future in some capacity. It's a, it's a very good lineup for players. Not, and I think collectors, there's a lot of Hounding fans and they just have beautiful artwork in general. I think apart, Bronzong is a bit disappointing, but there isn't too much you can do with Bronzong in terms of art, really. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, because simply because of the style of the Pokemon, it's yeah, like you say, it's it's very difficult to get it in a dynamic, emotionless-looking way. <laughs> just it, the nature yeah, of the Pokemon it really itself, has isn't it? Any of the Pokemon that don't really have faces, they're kind of like you know they're, they're going to be quite flat and yeah, yeah. The, art, the artwork's the artwork's not overly amazing on Bronzong, but like I think they're really trying to you know push playability and you know, good, because this is also yeah. the start of a block. These are all going to be the start of, you know, Regulation E. They're going to be used a lot. We think, like, Cosmic Eclipse, even if, like, the events hadn't been cancelled, Cosmic Eclipse has only had a very small like, window of playability in standard compared to um, t- uh, Team Up, which came out at the start of the year, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. But what I like about this is the Bronzong, if you look at the background, it's in a forest, very similar to the Cheryl card. And like you were saying, they would complement each other very well um, using the Bronzong if you were using Cheryl as a supporter as well. Um, so I that's, a lot of play. Yeah, so it's quite interesting how the artworks sort of um, complement each other with the Cheryl card in this. So yeah, that's pretty interesting. Zachariah, your thoughts on these? Yeah, everything what Steven said and, and you, it, it, it's a very strong setup of cards. Houndoom and Octillery are uh, a part of the theme of the Rapid single strike cards. I think uh, these were revealed alongside the, the first reveals. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's meant to be there, in my opinion. Sharon and Bronzong, indeed, it boots a lot of uh, other uh, cards. It makes a lot of sense. Um, the artwork, yes, fantastic. Uh, you, you can't go wrong with all of the artwork. The artillery that has been uh, it was uh, uh, illustrated by the same artist, Kiyotaka Oshiyama, that made the, the special art Ushifu Rep Strike. So you can see uh, its distinctive style going on. It's very, yep. very nice uh, uh, style. And I hope personally... He makes more artwork because it's re- relatively simple, but you can uh, you can go really uh, detailed, and I really like it. I've never seen Octillery uh, <laughs> being like that <laughs> with all of his tentacles yep. uh, all over the place, and I think it's really cool. Uh, the the, the Houndoom, yes. Yeah, also, it, it, I thought it was a, a Kawaii artwork, but it is uh, Uta, so. I think it's very nice artwork. I personally love the Octillery and the Houndoom the most. 
Charm and Brodzong, yeah. It's a uh, uh, high class pack set artwork. And I think it's in uh, coming in VMAX Climax in, uh, in the end of this year. So, um, yeah, very cool, uh, very cool cards in terms of playability. Also quite nice, you know. Uh, I'm not the, the best of <laughs> competitive players. I don't have the best competitive insight. But yeah, they, these are very cool cards in both uh, worlds, artwork and playability. Nothing, uh, nothing crazy to add. Um, oh yeah. yeah, and what 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 um, what I'm waiting for is the store promo. Uh, I think next week we'll see some uh, appearing on the internet, and maybe <laughs> maybe it could be uh, uh, what is Mbor. I hope personally because it's also. Uh, alongside of the Rapid Strike and Single Strike team, you know, as a featured Pokemon on there. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. I really hope it. I really hope it yeah. because it's, it's cool, you know, with the Bellstar stamp slapped on there. Please. I think, is it the Hollow or a non Hollow? I think yeah. it's a Hollow, right? Yeah, Hollow Rare. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, I personally, um, pre releases are the only events that i attend these days since my pokemon league closed a couple of years ago but looking at all these cards i can't remember the last time we had pre-release cards where every single pre-release promo actually had an ability um and all of these have got really useful abilities based on the evolution kit you'd get with them so you know i wouldn't be disappointed in getting any of these to play in an actual pre-release personally um, so yeah, I thought that was quite interesting when I saw all four of those promos. First time in a while I'd seen all four with an ability attached to them. So yeah, we'll move on. Talking about uh, battle styles, um, Poke Guardian got the full list of battle style cards. Full digital list is on the site, so go and check it out if you're interested in seeing all of those. Um, but yeah, the big thing that we saw obviously was that for of the 183 cards, we didn't get Marnie, which we've already discussed. Um, there are obviously 91 cards from uh, Rapid Strike Master and 81, sorry, 91 cards from Rapid Strike Master and 91 cards from Single Strike Master. So there's one extra card added in there, which was um, who I call Jedward in this set. Um, Shield, Shieldbert and yes oh gosh swordward <laughs> swordward and shield but jedward um jedward, which yeah. were a pokemon very, very card. Very yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were a pokemon card gym promo in japan so they are the extra card that's been added as well as the two um corsets from japan because there were 70 cards each with 21 sr or higher so yeah so basically, we've got those two sets combined and that one extra card, which makes up this full list, which is um, very interesting. So did did this list surprise either of you guys, Stephen? Did it surprise you when you saw this full list? Not really. Um, I think the this is probably one of the most sort of one of the set one of the main set lists that we've had for a while, where you can pretty much just predict every almost every single card. Um, there's very few surprises. Um, the only surprise really was that the Marnie wasn't in there. So when we got the um, we got the digital set list before um, before we saw these promos, then we we're going to be potentially coming out, and um, the Marnie wasn't in Battle Styles, and was people thought, oh, it's, gonna, it's they moved it from um, some people thought they moved it from Shine, uh, Shining Fates to put it in Battle Styles just so they could have a, a bigger ch- another chase card to add to 
you know, battle styles and, you know, Marnie, she's in her um, like arena outfit and she's kind of like battling, you know, she's doing like, compared to her sword and shield artwork, she looks like she's up for a battle more than, you know, when in a, than in her sword and shield base artwork. So um, apart from that, I mean, I, I, I the, the, tra- the, the uh, sword, wood and shield, but like they, it's not a very good card, but I imagine they just needed to shove it in there just for the sake of completion and sets and having every trainer card available to all the players. But, for the most part, there wasn't any uh, surprises really for for the English battle styles, but um, the set is actually very solid. Um, people, there's been so many Charizards, so many big chase cards, so many like, even like Pikachu Vmax Rainbow Air, like Pikachu and Charizard. Like I, I've got the data from you know my eBay sales, and like Pikachu and Charizard stuff always sells the fastest and quickest by a large margin in comparison to all of the other Pokemon. And it's to have like a, a Charizard set, a special set containing Charizard, a Pikachu set, and then another Charizard set in a row, like back to back, Darkness of Blaze, Champions Path, Vivid Voltage, Shining Fates, containing these big cards. It's it's quite nice to have to, to think about a set and then kind of ask yourself, you know, what is the big card? What is the what is the card potentially that people might want? You know, what is what should I be looking out for? Because one person might say level ball secret rare. One person might say, you know, the, the gold hounding. Um, I did a poll and um, overwhelmingly people were saying the Tyranitar, the uh, special arts, the one with the um, pig knight in the background where, where he sleeps. It, it is absolutely amazing. I love it on that card. And it's probably justified to be like the, the quote unquote chase card compared to the others. But um, I, I could, I could spend like a good half, like half an hour talking about the set and, you know, things but I. I think my my two underrated cards are probably um, Mimikyu V Full Arts and the Victini V Full Arts. They are both absolutely gorgeous, and in comparison to some like GXs and EXs, we've had, well obviously not yet um, EXs and Mimikyu, but some like recent Victini and Mimikyu cards we had. I, I think they're just absolutely gorgeous, and they're probably two that I'm going to be looking out for. Yep, definitely. I've got those in Japanese, and I have to say they're stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Karina's focus is for me going to be one of the cards that um i'd definitely be trying to obtain very yeah. quickly zachariah um what are your thoughts yeah n- um, no surprises for me um yep. people tend to forget this is a base set of year two so it, yeah. it makes to me a, a, a lot of sense <clears throat> not to switch up uh <clears throat> sorry not to switch up uh, too much uh with uh, other sets because indeed it's a year two uh, set, uh, base set. I, I I think it makes sense that Marnie was removed from battle styles because it doesn't fit in there as uh, mm-hmm. a, a year one in a year two product, you know? And that's that's how uh, uh, I think personally of it. In terms of the, the actual content of the set, I think it's very nice. Uh, I think uh, people underestimated <laughs> battle styles. They were a little bit, uh, they thought it was a weird set. What is this? Why is the name so weirdly? Uh, this logo ruins everything. That, that's the, the, the first response I have uh, noticed uh, of battle styles. And then people saw the special art cards. And oh, now it's a really nice set. There's potential <laughs> in that set. <laughs> and this time it's really playable as well. Uh, it's absolutely defining the meta game for I think the the, the next year uh, not this set but the other upcoming sets because the base set is always you know 
a base set, you know. <laughs> so uh, matchless fighters, I think it has a lot of potential, uh, even as a smaller set. And uh, S6, you know, uh, the Kelly Rex, uh, the, the, the Shadow Rider Kelly Rex and Ice Rider Kelly Rex, mm-hmm. Kelly Rex <laughs> they will, I think they will be just like it turns a lot of hype and buzz going on. Will they define a meta game? We, we will see. But Battlestars, I think, is one of the most solid base sets in years. I think oh, it's right. really yeah, it's a lot better than Ultra Prism. Ultra Prism, yes, the majority of the, the the you know the ultra rares, the GXs and stuff that Ultra Prism brought out outside of Cynthia, like you, you, very very few of the cards from Ultra Prism were seen play towards the end of before they just rotated. It's uh, I think battle styles. I, I should have mentioned more about the competitive side of the set, but because I haven't been playing that much physical cards recently, I'm I'm looking more at sets nowadays for collectability and you know. Um, potentially cards to get PSA graded and stuff, but um, the Battle Styles is a very, very strong set competitive wise, and compa- especially in comparison to Vivid Voltage, Champions Path, and you know the new cards that came from the uh, Shining Fates um, in Japan. Victini V Max, uh, Corviknight V Max, and um, the Urshifu is probably slightly more the Rapid Strike Urshifu, but they're, they're both of the Urshifus. Those, those, those four cards I mentioned, they're, they're seeing quite a bit of play and. Um, Core Knight with Bronzong and Victini VMAX especially are you know very very strong decks and if you think about Vivid Voltage um, it was so incredibly unimpactful on the meta that you look at you look at the tournament results um, on the, the I highly recommend anyone that wants to know more about tournament results and um, the Limitless website limitless.play.limitless.com they um, ever since just I think it was around like August, maybe a bit earlier, maybe after that, like around August time, they started um, hosting online tournaments on and uh, tournament results for um, online tournaments on their on their website. And you pretty much every single deck from every single online tournament that Limitless has run, and they they do many that they host a lot of them every week, expanded, standard, all sorts of formats. Um, when Vivid Voltage came out. There was so little change to the decks that people were playing, the the you know the meta changing, the trainer cards being used in these decks. The, the strongest deck from Vivid Voltage was um, Colossal VMAX, and so you'd have to argue potentially that 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 even struggles to be a tier two deck sometimes, just because it doesn't doesn't do enough damage and it's so slow. Even, even in comparison to like you think like people thought, oh, Colossal VMAX is coming out um, because it's a fighting type Pokemon. And the Turnitus VMAX and Pikachu Zekrom are um, weak to fighting in, in the TCG. That you know, oh, Colossal VMAX is going to you know dominate the meta. It's going to be a really very strong card. And no, like you still Pikachu and Pikachu Zekrom tag team and the Turnitus VMAX are still the big boys. They're still the strongest you know dominating decks in the well, amongst the top three, four strongest decks in the format. Still like you know however many months after Darkness and Blaze came out. So the meta has been very very stale since Darkness Ablaze came out and um, even then really only Eternity's VMAX is the only deck from Darkness Ablaze that come out so that to potentially have three, four, maybe more you know that haven't seen that much play in Japan in the future but three, four brand new decks come out of um, Battle Stars is very exciting for the um, for, for the player side in the Yeah, absolutely so great insight there from Stephen on the competitive side of things as well. But yeah, absolutely solid set. Really, um, I think we weren't surprised by the set list, but some great cards and some great artwork as well in there. So yeah, Battle Styles, um, pre-release 
kits I know are out there. Um, and the set comes out March the 19th, I believe. Same day as, yeah, same day as Matchless Fighters in Japan. Okay, we're going to move on. And this is an interesting story now about PSA. So a lot of people out there might have known that there's been an issue with getting stuff back from PSA, shall we say, and the amount of submissions they've been getting in. Um, my understanding is that um, they have a, such a huge backlog now, it's um, to the point where it's over 12 months to get your cards back in certain circumstances. But, I mean, you guys are probably more on the ball with PSA than I am. I only put my first submission in back in October, Nice. And um, I've got no idea when it's going to come back. <laughs> but um, you guys are probably more aware of obviously the pricing and what's happened with that. From my understanding, a lot of it's now quadrupled in price to try and um, put people off maybe grading as many cards until they can deal with a backlog. Um, what do you guys think of everything that's happening at the moment with this? Let's start with you, Stephen. Right. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, I've got. I could. I could literally spend two hours talking to you guys about this. Um, like I, I touched upon it briefly earlier that um, you know, Playscape Games. I you know, I have an online store. Um, I sell sealed products. You know, from the distributor itself, like like an online store selling booster boxes and stuff. Um, but a large percentage of my income comes from um, selling graded cards and very specifically PSA graded. Um, professional sports authenticators, uh, American company based in California. Um, you, you said like the prices quadrupled. The prices, they doubled for the um, most, most. I think most of the prices doubled. So um, the, so what people consider to be the bulk tier, so like you just, you know, you should, you're doing any, any value cards, lower value, medium value cards, the bulk tier, which is the longest turnaround times. So they don't even have a estimated time on how you know how long these cards will come back because they can't keep telling people you know your card's going to come back within a certain amount of working days because um when i sent so psa closed their offices um for a month or two just after the pandemic started um like re- well not well after, but like after it hit america like united states like quite strongly they closed their offices and um, when they reopened about a month or two later um, this is only a rumor. I don't know the truth about this, but the room, it was rumored that their backlog in May, this is just May, not, not, you know, now in May, their backlog was 1 million cards of, of backlog. Um, so it's just quite, it's, it's imagined to fathom. Like you sometimes see people saying that they've got a million bulk cards, like a million bulk commons, you know, that they're, they're selling bulk, you know, they're, they're selling, you know, energy cards, whatever. Like just think about a million, you know, potentially high, medium, high value cards, all sorts. Um, cause, uh, it's, it's also worth um, mentioning and emphasizing this very often and regularly because people think when you're in the Pokemon community, you just think of, you know, graded Charizard, you think of graded Pokemon cards. Um, Pokemon cards and you know Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh! They're called um, they're called like non-sports cards. They're, non-sports only makes up roughly around um, it's a very rough estimate, like around twenty percent of all of the cards that PSA deals with, because they are the professional sports authenticators, not the professional Squirtle authenticators. You know they 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 deal with sports they if you think about like the the, the craziness going ar- around now with 
you know, shelves being cleared out on Target and Walmart. Um, that's the insanity, um, you know, scalpers and stuff, like the, the drama around that. It's the same for sports cards at the moment as well. There's a lot of, you know, big, like, quote-unquote investor-type shouty loud people you know telling people you know get these sports cards gravy sports cards you know if you have the rookie cards of let's say you got um lebron james's rookie card you know in his first season i i, I don't know anything about sports but you know that rookie card of that you know of, of the insert sport here the rookie card of the you know the the, the roger federer the you know the lebron james or whoever it is like those cards are you know they're telling people to get rookie cards of pretty much everyone now so all the sports stuff is flying off the shelves at the same rate as the pokemon cards do and if you think about you know a million cards in backlog in may that's like over eight potentially over eight hundred thousand. you know um, baseball american football golf tennis all of the various sports um and and it's crazy. Um, I'm trying to think where I'm, where, I'm trying, trying to think where this is going, but it's just it's just nice to put like a, a paint a picture, a, a sort of a, a greater perspective of what's going on. Um, because people think about PSA as Pokemon, it is it's uh, Pokemon only make up a small percentage of their business. So when people say, "Oh, why don't they improve this? Why don't they do this, that, or the other?" That uh, only recently, as this week, have they actually um, changed their labels. For fourth print base set, Pokemon base set. Um, so now on uh, fourth print, so not they actually now say ninety nine to two thousand on the labels. People have known about fourth print base set, which is the final print run of base set, which mostly only came around in like UK and Australia and a few other places. Like people have known about this fourth print for so long, and they've asked PSA for so long to put to add these labels, you know, to so that way they can say they've oh, I've got a fourth print Charizard, which is worth slightly more than an unlimited, you know, third print cheaper Charizard. And it, they've only just gotten around to doing that now. So um where so back to the you know the price increases. Going moving forward, so on the PSA Facebook page, um they say when they they wrote they they linked, you know, they talked about their price increases, they you know had lots of angry people saying, you know, this because it's so the bulk tier, the cheap cards, went from ten dollars to twenty dollars a card overnight. Just and then all all the other tiers were increased up. So um, economy, which is which economy used to be a thirty day turnaround, I think um, that that went from twenty five dollars to fifty dollars, and um, regular and you know every, everything's doubled. Express went from seventy five to one fifty, and the the PSA employee, um, just to put a perspective and kind of you know a bit more insight and data. He wrote, um, this is David Steinberger, he's a um, some kind of community person. Um, Despite price increases in October 2020, the volume of submission increased 21% from November to December. So this is with price, like early price increases that they weren't obviously doubled, but like prices. So from the, and then uh, the, the submission increased 20%. And then from November to December 2020, 2020 another 48%. So despite them increasing their prices once late 2020, that the amount that the volume they were receiving was almost doubling, not the, not the total, but like 21%, 48% to December. And then they don't, they don't give numbers, but they're saying here, January and February has, you know, has surpassed, you know, the, the levels previously seen. So that, that they, they, they kept trying to, you know, reduce the amount of, you know, reducing the daily, the, the monthly specials that would make cards slightly cheaper to submit, like the, the quarterly specials that were taking away vouchers. So when you're a member, you get 15 cards for free with your grading card of your with your membership. Um, they took all this away. They kept increasing the prices, and 
this is just insane. So what they said here, despite adding 167 new employees in 70 days. So just think about that for a moment. What company do you know can try, you know, that, what company or business would you know that potentially is, you know, struggling to catch up with their work? That's a, you know, that's all located in one office in one area, adding 167 employees in 70 days. And then they still can't keep up. They, they, the, the capacity, you know, the, the growth capacity um, is not able to keep up with the amount of submissions that have been, that, you know, Pokemon cards and all the other cards that are being sent into them. It's absolutely, it just boggles the mind that they keep, you know, increasing these prices, um, you know, increasing all these things. And then they just keep still getting inundated with sports cards, Pokemon cards and the, and the other ones. It's just insane. So the, I kind of, uh, although people like to say, you know, Oh, it's double. The prices are doubled. You know, I, I, trying to think is I, I'm looking at a perspective of the, you know, of the, all the rage and all the internet, all the internet angry people. Like just looking at perspective in that regards. Like, how else are they going to stop people from sending in record amounts of cards every month, exactly, either than stopping yeah. submissions altogether, yeah. which will then annoy people that want to, you know, want to want to pay, will be happy to pay however much to get their cards graded. Or in the, in in this case, what they've done is they've just doubled prices just to see if that can just potentially like plug some of the gap. If you think about a boat that's got like many holes and holes in it, you know, a small price increase, so it just it just more holes pop up. It's just absolutely insane the amount of demand for their for their services. And SM Pratt, highly so SM Pratt's um, on YouTube, the, um, the the investor guy, the, the collectors collectibles um, guy from from YouTube, he um, put made he put a, put a, a nice um, he framed it very nicely. So I highly recommend you guys check out his latest uh, YouTube video. He, he did like a fifteen minute video on on talking about the PSA price increases. If you think about it, like in the past, say five years. The cost to grade a Pokemon card, or well, probably the same as a sports card. I don't know about the, the, the values of sports cards, but let's talk, we're talking about Pokemon. The cost to grade a Pokemon card has gone up twice. That has you know gone up you know 100 percent or whatever times two in the past five years. Whereas that same graded Pokemon card, the value of that card as a graded card has gone up tenfold in that same time. So if you think about a PSA, let's just say a PSA nine unlimited base set charizard like a hundred like five years ago a hundred pounds roughly maybe less maybe probably even less than that like 80 80 you know 100, 100 let's say a hundred dollars i don't know exactly off the top of my head that same psa nine graded chop you know unlimited charizard is like what, two three thousand dollars like in in five years you know they it's and you still get incredible some you still get an incredible value you know grading grading these cards and the cost that the cost of the of you know to grade the card is so it's still so minute in comparison potentially to the you know to the potential value of increase of the card that you'll get by it being being graded basically um yeah that was a very long rant but you know yeah i hope you kind of got a sort of a best perspective on what i'm trying to bring across here yeah, and if I mean, as uh, some these staff need to be trained, they aren't up and running within a day. They need maybe weeks of education on sp- a specialist uh, uh, function. You know, yeah, it isn't they can't? <laughs> it's 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 still a business they need to run, and it's a specialist uh, function 
uh, and, uh, yeah, these 167 employees, they're probably not all graders. They're probably just people that need to, a lot of them yeah. might just be customer services represent, you know, answering the phones, people yeah. having to, other people having to deal with, you know, just opening these packages and just processing, you know, just, exactly. just getting them on the system just to, to say to the customer that we've received your, pack, received your package. Um, it's easy. It's easy enough to get people to do that, to, to, to train people to do that, but to, tr to train an actual grader to you know to 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 be the level to keep with that same level of you know high quality for i mean people like often cite you know very minute incidents where psa have got something wrong and they'll say oh you know you talk about them being professional but remember this one tiny isolated incident that someone brought up like however many years ago and then obviously they're not mentioning the fat tens of fat hundreds of thousands of cards that are regularly graded and you know nothing goes wrong with them so um they they have a very high standard still at psa and i imagine that if they are trying to train people um to you know become graders as well like it's going to take a long long time to you know get and they can't just say oh we're just going to hire 30 new graders and just get them in and it, it doesn't work that way unfortunately yeah and and Coming back to your story, indeed, uh, about the the pricing of PSA, what do people think of when a Pokemon card is graded? BGS, PSA, CGC? <laughs> no, it's PSA, <laughs> you know, and yeah. it's PSA 10. It's always PSA. And, of course, BGS is, I think, is, in my opinion, uh, if not better, <laughs> a, a good surface, you know. Mm -hmm. But for Pokemon, the, the trend is always... Hey, PSA 10, not B BGS 10, you know, or BGS 9 to 5. It's a yeah. PSA 10. There's there's so, there's, yeah, there's so many, there's so many free letter grading companies, CGC, BGS, yeah. BCA, like just all these, all these names and like, the, but it's, it's show, the PSA is by out on the right, far and outright, the market, you know, leader for graded Pokemon cards. And even with, you know, the competition, um, small competition coming from CGC, you know, offering the, you know, they're potentially their cheaper grading, slightly, you know, cheaper value grading service, the quicker turnaround times, which probably now are going to be like many, many months because so many people are trying to turn to CGC. But um, the fun fact is like when you go in, on eBay and you see someone trying to sell a, C a CGC, a PSA or a, um, the, the French company PCA, like selling one of these graded cards, they're always going to put in brackets PSA in their eBay title. Um just because people that's what people are searching for that's you know that's what people are going to be searching for on ebay they're not going to be searching for um you know cgc charizard maybe they would they might search for cgc charizard because they want to you know pay less for the for the for the equivalent grades and the the hierarchy in um values of grades go from um, a bgs 10 black label um a bgs so that a black label for those that don't know is is a is a, is a beckett's graded card that has perfect 10 subgrades on all four categories centering surface corners and uh um one, one, of, one of the other one of the other one of the other subgrades and um and that's that gets the black label there was a lot of hype last year about the um the two years ago about the the shiny charizard gx that the first black label from hidden fates that sold for you know ten thousand dollars um, and the crate the craziness that went with that but um so long and story like a psa 10 aside from a, a bgs um black label and the bgs pristine 10 which is only one subgrade away from being a, a black label psa 10 is always you know it's so much easier also when you're grading your cards to hit that round you know that round nine or that round 10 a lot of people really don't like subgrades they don't like 0.5s they don't like 
you know, having all, all of these, all this other unnecessary, potentially unnecessary information on their, on their card. They just want to see, has my card got a 10? Has my card got, you know, what is just from a quick glance? They can see, you know, what the grade is instead of having to, you know, need to get like a, a ruler out and, you know, try, try and get like a special chart, like, oh, this has got a 9.5 in centering, but it's only got a, a, you know, an eight on edges and corner and stuff. It's, it's, people love PSA because it's simple. Um, they, people like myself who are running a business, um, potentially selling um, PSA cards, they love it because they, a PSA card will always sell for, on average, like 10, 20% more than your average CGC card potentially more depending on what, what the grade is and you know the card and stuff so um psa is the market leader and unfortunately everyone know the vast majority of people know this and hence why the you know this the, the turnarounds you know the million backlog in may and it's not being you know I'm, st- I'm, st- I'm still waiting on cards that i submitted in june um and potentially um like you said taj october you'd be lucky to get them back before this october you'll be lucky to get them back in 12 months so it's, it's it's absolutely crazy at the moment. So I think that from my perspective, it's it's obviously sucks for me that I have to pay an extra. Um, I I often I often use um, Ludkins Collectibles, the middleman grading service. Um, it sucks for me that I might have to pay you know more per per card for things on average, but it will just mean that I'm going to be maybe a bit more careful of the cards I send in. Um, I'm still going to be sending in a, a lot of cards to get graded every month still, but. Um, it just it just means you might have to just grade a bit smarter and maybe not sending you know those ten volt caterpies you know think think twice about it. And I think personally, I think that's what PSA is trying to do is maybe get people to be a bit more selective about what they send in, knowing what their better return for investment is going to be on getting a card graded, rather than thinking okay. Because in most circumstances, when you're sending cards to PSA, if you're sending it an economy service thing, right? Okay, seven ninety nine. Okay, I'm even if it gets a mediocre, you know, even gets an eight, which is still good, I'll still get that return back rather than selling Easily. that card raw. So yeah. there's always that, you know. So people have always thought that way. Where with the increase in price, you're going to be a lot more selective, as you're saying, about what you're going to submit. You're still going to submit a lot, but your selection is going to be very much around, okay, what's my best return for investment essentially for getting this graded? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also interesting reading PSA. I mean, they they were quite open in, in the information they're giving out about their backlog, where they were, showing bar graphs of how demand has gone up and submissions going in have gone up. Also about in- the technology they're now introducing yeah. as well yeah. around to prevent fraud because, uh, you know, introducing QR, I mean, sorry, NFC chips, in the encapsulation so it's to to give it more authentication easy make it more difficult for fraudsters to uh, make fake psa cards etc so there there is a lot of investment going in as well you rarely ever see fake well new fake psa cards and there's still some older ones floating and and you can usually tell straight away like because you've got the you know the the holographic um, psa logo you've got the barcode on the back it's it's very it's very easy to spot. Well, for me anyway, but that's that's just me who looks yeah, at a lot of yeah. PSA cards. I mean, yeah, maybe not for everyone, but um, they. Yeah, I, yeah. I forgot to mention that there is some other benefits of the price increases. So um, the so the declared value on a PSA card. So when you um, it's not so much relevant for people that use middleman services like Ludkins Collectibles, but to grade their cards. But if you're grading with PSA you um, directly you have a declared value on a card which is basically the insurance value on a card 
um, and yeah. before the economy um, was um, so the, 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 the sorry the economy the, uh, the the cheap value tier like ten dollar card you would only get roughly a maximum declared value of it was either two hundred or three hundred before but now you um, with the value tier you get a declared value of um, five hundred dollars four nine nine so um, you're less likely to be upcharged let's say you've you know you've got a um, a Charizard VMAX from Shining Fate, it's a shiny one. You know, if, if it's if it comes back as a yeah. nine, you're probably not going. You're probably that'll probably be under the you know under the upcharge value. But whereas before, it might not. It might have been over still. But um, and they're also for the higher tiers, they're all also offering some other cool benefits, such as they're already they're they're putting uh, plastic sleeves over the cases um, for slightly higher tiers just to make sure the, the, the slabs don't get scratched and for the very high tiers they're even offering silly things like custom bo- display boxes and uh, sorry to custom packaging and, and all sorts but um, that's not going to be overly relevant for most people but yeah that yeah. i think long story short is the price the price increases are, are, are going to be quite um, difficult for a lot of sort of casual collectors and um, graders to deal with but you're still going to potentially get discounts with some of the middleman companies to, you know, grade a lot of cards at once and maybe just, you know, save up your cards, um, you know, get gather some friends together and just do a submission of, you know, 50, 100, however many cards together and, you know, save a bit of money that way potentially. Yep, absolutely. Like you said, a very interesting conversation. We could probably go on all night talking about PSA, but it's a great insight. So thank you for that, Stephen, um, with your Uh, knowledge and insight on PSA. So that is our main topics um, spoken about. We're now going to move on to our main focus of conversation. So our topic of focus. Okay, so this episode's main topic of focus is obviously going to be something that's releasing very soon, and it is Matchless Fighters. So Matchless Fighters is the next Japanese set. It's coming out the same day as Battle Style, so the 19th of March. And we've got some information, obviously, um, on Poke Guardian about what the set's going to entail. So first thing, the Pokemon card game website in Japan updated, and we got some um, indications as to the artwork, as well as some of the cards in the set. And we were there were some revealed to us from both the single strike mechanic and the rapid strike mechanic. And we saw... Calarian Sloking V and VMAX announced, uh, Blaziken V and VMAX announced as well, um, as well as uh, I think we saw both versions of the Urshifu cards as well as Hollows um, and a bit more information on the set itself. So as we said, it's being released on March the 19th. It is a subset, contains 70 cards and the secret cards on top of that. So that's SR, uh, Super Rare, which is Full Art in English or higher. Um, price is standard price of 4,950 yen plus 10% Japanese tax on top of that. And you've got 30 packs in a booster box with five cards in, in each pack. Now, from my knowledge of opening Japanese packs for the last four years, half those packs will have a hollow or better in. So usually at the 30 packs, you're going to get 15 packs with hits in. Um, but interesting looking stuff. Now, from your knowledge, guys, what do you think about the artwork of this set and what, what we're seeing as far as cards from that initial um, reveal on the site. Uh, Zachariah. Well, yes. Um, 
I I was very surprised uh, because I think uh, people also underestimated this set a little. Um, I, I did saw the dummy pack artwork. It was going to contain Blaziken and Galarian Slow King at some yep. uh, so in some way, but yeah, I'm really surprised with Blaziken VMAX. I did not imagine uh, that a regular VMAX was um, non uh, 3D CG. And I was really surprised on on seeing that handwritten, hand-drawn uh, VMAX artwork. And that uh, would make me think of, hey, EV Heroes, I think it will be also hand-drawn instead of uh, hopefully uh, yeah. no 3D CG artwork. And um, yeah, solid lineup so far for, for a, a, um, a subset. Uh, Karen and Brawly are also coming. I think there's some decent no, nothing too crazy but there's an uh, there's an audience for Karen Gen 2 you know um, yeah. Elite 4 was, was, yeah it was Elite 4 um, very cool I think the, the super art the, uh, the uh, super rare version the full art version could be very nice you know it could be chase card for what I know yeah. and uh, special art cards uh, of the the, the the rap strike and single strike v and VMAX cards are absolutely coming, so I can't wait to see uh, Blazik and Special Art in there. Um, I, I think it will be very hype. <laughs> it, it, this will make uh, make up for um, the latest set. What is it called again? The, the Ice uh, set. Wait, yeah, Chilling Rain. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it, it, it was revealed today, so I need to uh, repeat that um, yep. set name myself a little bit. But uh, yeah, a, a, amazing potential. Um, uh, I think Clara and Avery will get a uh, supporter card I think later uh, yep. revealed I'm not sure but there's no confirmation but <clears throat> I think it will uh, usually yep. the usually the special sets are um, they, they will have uh, the, their own card in that set most of the time it's not always that um, yeah nothing crazy to add really it's just another set um I really like the Galarian Sloking V with the Mitsuhiro Arita artwork. It's a little bit of a yep. bummer, in my opinion. They made uh, the Galarian Sloking V Max uh, full 3D again. I think if you uh, do uh, Blaziken and, and hand uh, drawn, might uh, might as well do Galarian Sloking, you know, uh, with the non 3D uh, artwork. But um, yep. yeah, really cool cards. I think. Yeah, they are not crazy playable so far from, 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 from what I can see. But yeah, it's just really cool. Blaziken is popular. Galarian Sloking, it's uh, debuting actually in this uh, in the TCG with this set. So a solid yep. uh, set. I think uh, the pre-orders uh, for that Galarian Avery set, which we'll discuss later, I think it sold out uh, pretty much uh, the same uh, uh, the same day as well. So... Uh, yeah, yeah, sold out within, it. within hours, within a day. Um, Stephen, <laughs> what do you think about this set so far from what yeah, we've seen? Yeah, so I'm, I'm slightly more reserved on the hype levels for Mattress Fighters just from what we've seen so far. Um, I, it has definitely the feels of a, of a, of a subset. It definitely doesn't have, it doesn't have as, you can have as much excitement potentially that maybe a main set would, even though it's quite funny to say because, you know, Eevee Heroes is a, 
is a subset as well. But um, and we're all, we're all extremely hyped for Eve for EV Heroes. But um, but personally, like I. The cards that have been from from a player's perspective, I'm not super overly excited about the cards that we've seen so far from from the from the tournament side of things. Um, obviously, it's only a very small selection from the ones that we've seen. Um, there is the I think I'm I'm mostly excited for uh, the Galarian Birds, the Articuni, Zapdos, and Moltres V, um, because they actually have some a bit more a bit more sort of flexibility and sort of interest in them, and also. Um, obviously, they're they're popular, the popular Pokemon anyway, and to have like special versions of Zapdos, you know, Articuno and Moltres, you know, lots of Pokemon Go players, uh, they're going to be quite curious. A lot, like, oh, what what's happened to Moltres? You know, what's what's happened? What's going on with Zapdos here? Like, you know, seeing slightly slightly different forms is a bit is a bit of a curiosity in it that might sort of bring up a bit more interest for people. But um, the Galarian Zapdos specifically, like, you know, it's a fighting type and it's got on a it's got an ability that's basically makes the attack cost and um, reduced by by up to only to buy any one fighting energy if you're a pokemon if the opponent's poke, uh, player has uh, multiple pokemon v cards on their side of the field so basically long story short for one fighting energy um you can one hit knock out a eternatus v max with the galarian zapdos um 170 times two is 340 you can one hit knock out an eternatus v max if they've got three pokemon v's on in play so that's just you know two crowbat v's to draw cards and you know the eternatus potentially they're attacking with so um glaring zapdos is going to be potentially huge um if you know if eternatus v max is still seeing a bit of play after you know the new urshifu and the new fighting cards come out from uh battle styles like so to, ha- to get the glaring zapdos we're probably going to get that in the in chilling rain in the the june set so that, that's i'm quite excited for that and potentially these glaring birds might have special arts or really or really nice full arts potentially to you know because they i think for, from a casual collector's perspective um, don't get me wrong but blaziken has fans you know sloking's got fans but i think if we get special arts of zapdos moltres and articuno I, I think i'll get a bit more excited about the set as a whole yeah i think i'm i'm sort of similar boat to yourself you know i saw the cards revealed and the, yeah the sloking the blaziken look great i love the VMAX Blaziken looks amazing. Um, but when I saw the birds, the legendary birds, which yeah, as we've spoken about, we want to talk about them now um fully, that they look stunning, you know. Um and they and there is playability there. I mean, I personally like building dark decks. I haven't built a deck in about a year. But when I saw the Galeria Moltres and I thought, great, there's darkness energy acceleration in there, you know, um, with its ability, Hellfire Wings, you can pull out dark energy from your discard pile and attach it so you know there's there's some nice mechanics with them and like you say you know these the legendary birds are quite popular again with pokemon go players and and just generally people who've been following the the game the anime the cards you know through the years everyone's familiar with them so it's i think that's a nice addition seeing them in the galarian form so personally, yeah, I'm hoping once we get to see more cards from this set, uh, I'm hoping we'll be pleasantly surprised. But yeah, it'd be nice to see the SRs and higher from my perspective on this. Um, but as um, Zachariah mentioned, there's also a special box set as has become tradition with every new set release. And this time it's Clara and Avery. Uh, the difference this time though, is that you're getting uh, two sets of sleeves 
one for Clara, one for Avery, and you're getting a double deck box as well. So, um, so a slightly larger deck box than what we've seen recently, which is usually single set sleeves and a single deck box. And again, the long storage box as well with the wraparound artwork. Um, looks really interesting. And again, you know, um, sometimes we do see the featured supporters on the artwork uh, featured as a full art supporter in the set. We'll have to wait and see whether that's the case with these two characters or not. But um, yeah, it looks um, really interesting. And um I can't wait to see more. I mean, Zachariah, have you got anything else you wanted to add about anything? Yeah, nothing crazy to add, but I think that the artwork is also really nice. Uh, you see uh, Avery <laughs> being <laughs> being targeted with uh, a Clarion Slow uh, bro, yep. uh, pointing his, uh, his shooter, uh, I think, what, what's it? I, I think it was um, his poison uh, thing pointed to his head. Yeah. And I don't know if he's forcing to be uh, to eat uh, curry or something, but you know it's very playful. I, I really like that kind of artwork. Um, it's just, I think it's a shame we don't get this kind of uh, product here, but it's a Japanese style product. It's, it's 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 very nice. You can't go wrong with this kind of products, and it's sold out for a reason. Indeed, you pay maybe like fifteen hundred yen <laughs> for exclusive limited uh, merchandise exclusive to this box i think it's an insane deal i think you would be not stupid but you would be you would uh, outdo yourself you would um, how do you say it <laughs> it's, a, it's a long podcast but uh yeah you you would absolutely uh miss out if you don't try at least to to prioritize this kind of product and that's my absolutely. Take on it. I mean, it, it, yeah, most people who'd be opening a booster box would probably open two booster box. I mean, I always open two, so it's it's a no brainer to try and get hold of a product like this. You know, like you're saying, for very little extra, you're getting exclusive, um, a one time print. I mean, sometimes they reprint these, but you know, it's a limited availability product which you don't get outside of these products. So yeah, very nice. Very nice box set, and it did sell out. The initial print run sold out within a day on the Pokemon, Japanese Pokemon Center website. So, yeah, we'll see whether this gets a reprint or not. So I think we've covered pretty much everything we wanted to in this podcast. It has been another uh, fairly lengthy podcast, but I think we've covered everything really well. Um, I really want to say a massive thank you to Stephen from Aww. Playscape Games. Um, you've really given us some great insight and some great input into the podcast today so thank you very much and you can give us a bit more information about playscape games so all our listeners can know where to go to get their products from you yeah thank you so much for those kind words it's it's, it's actually been amazing to um do a podcast from other people and I, I i used to listen to a lot of other podcasts like back in the day and when the pokemon tg first came out and recently there hasn't been many other um many other sort of podcasts that have more tailored towards my interests especially now that the, the real life tournaments <laughs> haven't been haven't been played so there i don't even i don't even listen to competitive podcasts anymore because i don't i don't think there's as much need to it's as you know if, if, I've, if i've got a big tournament coming up and i want to think about the method but thank you so much for the for the kind words um yeah playscape games um is it has a lot of different things going on so the website playscapegames.com P L A Y S K A P E games.com. 
Um, we do uh, Japanese products, English products, just a whole bunch of other stuff. Unfortunately, there's very little availability at the moment from our distributor because of you know the, the lack of supply, and that that could be a whole other podcast on its own about you know what's going on at the moment with the printing and you know the the lack the lack of you know products coming in and um, even even. Um, battle styles has been highly allocated, so um, like we've, I think I received about one fourth of the battle style stuff that I, that I pre-ordered. But anyway, long, go moving forward, uh, Playset Games, yeah, YouTube channel as well. So um, there's I do three videos a week, uh, pack openings, uh, PSA graded returns, um, daily short um, pack openings, pokey post, all sorts of cool stuff, and uh, yeah, just all sorts of various other things. So um, yeah, just um, check us out if you get a chance. And uh, yeah, thank you for having me on the podcast. I, I, lo- I love Pokey Guardian, the website. Um, I used to uh, primarily use Pokey Beach um, back in the day, but um, so mentioning another a competitive website that um, because I, I didn't I did I only re, I only I didn't know Pokey Garden existed but more recently like because the emphasis on the on showing all of the news as opposed to you know other sites that potentially focus mostly on English stuff like Pokey Guardian yeah. literally is just an amazing resource for everything Pokemon TCG especially even like stuff I would never think to you know inquire or look about like stuff from Hong Kong Malaysia other lang- other Asian languages I wouldn't have a clue what would be going on with that so um, big big you know big shout out to you know to use Zachariah and, and Pokey Guardian it's, it's an amazing resource and uh, I am a Patreon of uh, Pokey Guardian and I, I'm happy to give my one dollar every month to him <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> i appreciate it fantastic and i'd like to add as well um during the current climate playscape games have been very honorable and very good compared to some other online retailer shenanigans that have been going on taking advantage of um, the current situation but playscape games your integrity your reputation amongst the community is very high and very well regarded so um, keep up the good work. Um, you got a good reputation in the community, so um, we're you. very thankful. Thank you. Um, so that's pretty much it from from us. So if you want to catch up with anything that I'm getting on with, you can check that out on pokytage.com as well as my YouTube channel, um, Pokytage. Uh, Zachariah, obviously, thank you very much. Pokey Guardian himself. Do you want to add anything before we go? Yeah, thank you for listening again. And uh, yeah, up to the next episode. (laughs) Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Uh, Hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast and we'll catch you on episode 11 very soon. Take care. Have a nice day. Cheers. Bye-bye. Goodbye.